The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Hey, welcome to One Last Sports Talk We are live, it is a Monday Hot summer for Arizona. It is already in the triple digits, and it's going to be that way all week. Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy is in the studio, as always. Demarie Lachey is in. We may have a a friend of the family of the show come in, uh, Francis. Um, I call him Francis White, Frank White, if you know the uh, movie. If not, do your own research. Uh, at Clancy Corner... Um, Shade. Demery doesn't have a. I, I got on him to get it back up, so that'll be up soon. Yeah. Twitter, right? Yeah, I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back. Yeah, I, I understand why you're not on it. It's, yeah. it's a bunch of BS. Uh, but you use it in the right way. It could, I mean, just don't put any junk up there. I think you know you. Yeah, I get my Twitter, and I got a bunch of people up there, but I don't. I rarely tweet, and I don't even have a little blue bird by my name, and I should. And I know some guys <laughs> who do. <laughs> I, I probably could get that. Tomorrow, if I wanted to, the little bluebird. Uh, there's a way you can get it up there. Oh man, we got a lot to talk about. Um, one of the things I do want to talk about first, not that it's so hot in Arizona, and it's about to be 111 today. Um, so I don't. I was just in. I was just in. Where was I? I was in L.A. Well, actually, I was in Pasadena, and that was a nice, nice breeze. Uh, good day. Weekend went by kind of fast. It went by too fast. You know, normally, when I leave on a weekend, it feels like it takes forever. But this went by fast, so it was, it was pretty good. We did a we did a camp out there at Pasadena High School. school. Any talent? Say it again. Any talent? Yes, there's some pretty good talent, and most of the, some of those guys that are pretty good don't even know it. Uh, but I was interested to see one guy I saw when he was in seventh grade, uh, Booker. He's now crazy thing. He's leaving. Snoop Dogg recruits. He has a team out in Vegas, so he's leaving. He'll be a freshman this year. I had him when he was in seventh grade. He was the best defensive back I had, a seventh grader, and I coached the high school guys, and that, that was amazing. He's still good, but this weekend he didn't do uh, defensive back. He played receiver. He's just he's cold. I just can't wait to see his end result, his finish game. Uh, this guy's gonna. He just need to. He's not a troublemaker. He don't get in trouble, but I just hope somebody get in, keep him in the right hands. Oh man! Um, all right, let's get into some sports. Let's let's talk about this real quick. Does it change the uh, prediction or your prediction, your mindset of the Arizona Cardinals that Daryl Washington is not in the middle anymore? Yeah. For, for this year? Yes. But what do you say about that? Uh, along with that, but what do you say about this? The Cardinals could have kept Clancy. I mean, uh, Dansby. Dansby. Yeah. They could have kept Dansby. They could have kept him a lot of times. A lot of uh, – the first time he left, they franchised him, I want to say twice. Once, I understand. The second time – that's for the benefit of that team, that, well, the owners. Uh, but then you, you lose Daryl Walsh to a, a 
was it marijuana situation? No, aggravated assault yeah, aggravated on a woman. Assault. But then I think he had some. Um, there's new. There's new charges coming up. Not charges, but uh, more information coming out about this. So maybe that year suspension may be eight games. Who knows? He's been able. To, uh, he's been. The uh, commission has been. He didn't see as doing so as far as changing or overturning some of these situations. That there's more information now, but he's been inconsistent as well with the players, with the owners, with the football in general. He's been have some inconsistencies on how he police what's going on in the National Football League. Yeah. So, but it does to you, Alex. In your opinion, it changes your predictions for the Cardinals. Hundred percent. I mean, so you lose Carlos Dansby. Because uh, he didn't want to pay him, and he got paid a lot of money that, from Cleveland that Arizona couldn't pay him. So I understand that he had a great year last year, uh, and uh, he's the heart. Daryl Washington and Calais Campbell are the heart of this defense as of now, as the veterans, and you lose half of that. And I mean, okay, if he's out for eight games, maybe, but they have the eighth toughest schedule in the NFL this year. They play the AFC West. I mean, this is this is not this is not a year to mess around, especially with how good Seattle and, and San Francisco are and how good St. Louis is going to be. And this is going to be tough. This is a situation where you look at Ray Rice, and he's playing So as of now, so I'm not really sure why they threw the book at Darrell Washington. It was a second offense. Maybe a second offense. But I don't, and I understand that you never condone uh, domestic violence or, or anything like that, aggravated assault towards a woman, never. But, I mean, this seems harsh. You know what my mama told me, and... She said, if a woman is woman enough to hit you, she's woman enough to get hit back. Um, I don't condone it at all. I don't condone that they, um, the aggravated, aggravated assault. I don't think you ever need to or have to put your hand on a, another woman. But when you walk away, the thing I don't like about when the police is called, somebody got to go, and most times the man, and they're they not going to... St- talk about it or talk it out and make sure everybody's safe and then leave. Somebody got to go, and most times it's the man. I don't care what the story is. The story can be heavily favored that this lady is crazy, this woman is crazy, and, and it happens. But someone's going, I don't condone that at all, but she got to keep her keep your hands off him if you don't want to get hit back. And when you walk away, some guys are not mentally strong to walk away. Yeah, And that's, that's, and that's the problem with these NFL. And Darrell Washington is probably going to lose $12 million, 12 to $14 million this year. Do you, over some nonsense. We talked about this on Friday, Demery and I. And who? Uh, Demery? Oh, I thought you said Deborah. No, I, no, no, uh, no. I don't know who. It, no. Um, <laughs> we. I asked him a question. I was like, "Do you think that everybody else is getting off easy, and this is the way that it should be? Like, do you think that you should get a year suspension? This is what every. This is what the ramifications always should be." And it just hasn't been like players have gotten off easy, and this is how it should have been the whole time. Not exactly, not no, because life happens. Life, football, you you don't you don't get out of uh, life because you play football. It's just so magnified that okay, we giving these guys a certain amount of money. Uh, you better act according. You better act a certain way. I don't think just a one incident deserves a twelve game or sixteen game suspension or a whole season suspension. The incident was. It was silly nonetheless, but if it's across the board, then let it be what it is. Most of these guys have blueprints to what the suspension is going to be, whether who's the commissioner or not. You have a blueprint. So I really don't feel bad when somebody loses six games, four games, because 
you know the consequences. You have choices, decisions, and consequences. You know what's going to happen if if you make the decision. You got a choice. You make that decision. Then you got to obviously be prepared for the consequences. Well, yeah, but so you can cheat and lose a quarter of the season, but you do something that has nothing to do with football in and of itself, and you lose a full season. That doesn't make any sense. It's not affecting it, it, the game uh, uh, directly. I know it's a I know no, it's a I character agree. issue, but if you cheat, you get you get a slap on the wrist, and then you can play the rest of the season. It affects the label. I mean, that's the way the NFL sees it. Like, well, so does cheating. What kind of cheating are you talking about? Like yeah. uh, performance enhancing drugs. Oh. Eldon Smith saying bomb at, at an airport. He said he was the bomb. Like I'm all that. Okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, that was his seventh <laughs> thing, and he could play this year. No, it's, it's across the board. I don't. You say, what are you saying, Alex? Is because I do something outside of my life, it shouldn't. You, I told you this is a plantation. This is a property. You are property of the NFL. Because I do something outside of football, and that's my life, like a domestic violence, I'm being punished for the NFL because they pay me, so it messes up the brand. And I think that's what uh, uh, Demery was alluding to a yeah. little bit because that's why Donald Sterling is now being uh, going through all this nonsense as far as getting kicked out of his own team, his own his property, his his team, his business. Being taken away from him because he messed the brand up. You sign contracts when you when you come into a business. Yeah, but now he can buy an island. I mean, he could buy seven islands as opposed to one that he could before. So it really determines. Don't get, don't get me started on that because that only works one way. Well, no, I well two billion. We talked about that too last yeah, week. That that, that not worth. Oh, billion. how sad for you! Now yeah. you can buy a country. Yeah, I mean, for being a racist, you can buy a country well, now. He just um, I, I should try that. Maybe um, <laughs> he he um. He just been diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's. That doesn't make you, that don't make you a racist. That just make you a silly idiot, crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just it's funny how all this stuff is coming out now. And right after the racist thing, then a report came out that he had he's had cancer for years that he didn't that he didn't talk about in the media. A lot of people have. Well, I know I understand, but it, it, I mean, with the okay, so with the Daryl Washington thing, yes, I think that. Everybody else has gotten off easy, and he got exactly what he was supposed to get and what everybody should get for doing something that he did. That's my point. With cheating, I think it should be a year suspension. I think, personally, if you cheat, you shouldn't be able to play the sport that you cheated in. I don't smoke. But that's not the world we live in. I, I understand. Don't smoke, but you, I can get punished for smoking marijuana. I'm talking about performance-enhancing drugs. Know, weed isn't I'm a performance-enhancing drug. But weed doesn't even help you play Makes better you hungry. football. How do you know? Because I used to smoke weed oh. a long time ago. Sometimes I think you still do. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I, I don't put clear eyes in my morning. You know, I got, I got, I can thank Michael Clancy for that with the tear duct issue. <laughs> that's Francis, Frank White. That's Frank White? That's the balls. Yeah, you know who Frank White is? Just, no. Demery? No, I have no clue who Frank oh, White goodness. is. Him and I combined aren't as old as you are. Huh? Huh? I don't know what you said. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Frank White. Um, no, Frank White was the balls. You'll figure it out later. Okay, life happens in. We all have our outside lives, but when you mess up the brand of uh, basketball, you mess up the brand of baseball, whatever sport it is, um, then they feel like they can police your outside living. It happens. Everything happens outside. So what's, what you gonna do? What you gonna do for me, NFL, when I get retired? When I'm retired and I have some situations outside of uh, being retired, you're not gonna do anything for me. The NFL does nothing for these players outside of when they're done playing football. So they're beginning to now, though. See, that's the perception. <laughs> well, you should have said that. It, it looks <laughs> like it. The NFL has to be seen. The NFL has to be seen doing the most, which they are not. How you hide information and then say we're beginning to? You can't hide all the information that they've hidden for years, and now we have to find out through some circumvention uh, situations that. 
you knew this right here was going to cause this or this drug might cause that, I think Walter Payton would still be alive if he, wouldn't t- if he didn't take the, the meds that that's he That's interesting. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, um, no, I don't think they, they, uh, that's crazy. But it, that's it crazy. wasn't that NFL player's choice? Like, uh, NFL, that's, a player that's retired, it's not their choice to say, okay, yeah, they're giving them, you know, drugs to keep them going and keep them. It's your choice at the end of the day. Be yeah, like, hey, it, I don't it, need to take this. It is. If you tell somebody who played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, if you tell them, you can't take a lot of these. You can't drink alcohol. You can't take a lot of uh, these Advils or this, whatever the pill it is, to play, and it's not going to have an effect on you. Trainers, there are doctors in those. There are team doctors. Mm-hmm. You have team trainers. They know this information. If you told him and he still did it, that's on him. Are we are we predominantly talking about in, in this whole lawsuit, predominantly about offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and defensive players as a whole? Because you have wide receivers, running backs. Running backs, I kind of take away. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, they don't really have issues, right? Because it's not as much of a contact position as all the others. Most, most, Is that what we're talking about? No, most positions are, are protected because of rule now, changes. Rule, now. Yeah, now. Rule changes. But these guys aren't idiots it. from the 70s and 80s. They knew. You said they're not. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not calling them idiots at no, all. No, but I'm they had they choices, have, and they, they took this choice. I understand no, you're playing. No, they didn't. They, they didn't. didn't have any choices. They didn't have any choices. No, they didn't. I, I, when I came in, I didn't have a choice. I, the choice was mine, uh, whether I play with a third-degree separation collarbone, not being drafted. If you're not on the field, you're not playing. Yeah. That's the choice I made. If somebody told me, Carmen, you could damage your shoulder completely, your first year in the league, completely, if you keep playing on it. No one told me that. I said, I can, I can play with pain. Pain is nothing to me. I just need to feel it and know what it is. So if I'm playing with pain and say, oh, I'm playing this week, just wrap it up, do whatever you got to do, put something on it, put a little shoulder pad on it, and I still play, and they say, well, you can damage your shoulder, then I got a choice, and I, I make that decision for my, for my own personal health. And reasons. What did you do on bye weeks? What did you do on your day off for practice? Like, did you just sit around? Like, did you just rehab the thing that was hurting? Did I rehabbed you, did it all you year. take? Did you take anything for the pain? I don't. I, can't, I mean, you can't be Superman and, and do all the things that that that, you, that football players do without a little help, and that's the whole issue here. That's the problem. You got a twenty three year old, twenty two year old kid coming in. You give them millions of dollars. They think they Superman. That there's no the life skill program came in probably. Ha- Five years after I was uh, in the league, where they come around do these life skills situations, that should have been done from the day one. That should have been done from the sixties. There was nobody running around. These I talked to guys that played in the sixties and seventies. They told me they had to have another job in the NFL. They were going to Canada and work. They were trying to play two sports uh, to work. And then you got a lot of these guys who played in the sixties are probably uh, businessmen today because of what they had to do then, and it has nothing to do with football. Roger Staubach has a real estate company. He's one of the hugest real estate uh, guys in, uh, in Dallas. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about this. Uh, and to Demery's comment, no, they're not doing, a, they're not doing a, what you think they are. A $2 billion lawsuit don't get settled for $785 million. That's, inc- that's incredible. 888-346-9144. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more sports, uh, basketball, maybe get some statistics of it. Alice Clancy, Demery Lachey, we got... Francis in the studio now, longtime friend, friend and family of the show. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the Quantum Life Sports Talk. That break went fast. I guess we went over the... Uh, a lot of time. Yeah, we went over the break uh, going into commercial. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about the... Um, Francis, you talking today or not? <laughs> My mic was off. Your mic is on. Good. Good That's morning. Demory made up. We're not going to get into that. Let's... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I I'll say this. I'll say this in all seriousness, for real. That lawsuit was probably a two billion dollar lawsuit, um, and because it was the NFL players, and because you there's a there's a time limit on the, what these guys should know. The NFL don't tell you this. It's not in your paperwork. No one tells you this. They wait for time to expire, and they wait for you to expire. You, how do you settle seven hundred? What is it? Seven hundred. Seven sixty-five. Sixty-five million. How do you settle to that number from two billion? Well, because they need a, they need it now. They need whatever they can get. Who? And that's no, the no, players. No, no, no that no. well, look I, at I any rather, collective I'd bargaining rather, agreement. I'd rather die. I'd rather die so the players get it. It ain't they need it now. <clears throat> they you, they've been waiting years, years for this settlement. So you face the law. First of all, the lawyers gonna make more money than the players. Yeah, and that's but that's that's not exactly what we're talking. I know. Exactly I agree. That's we're always, that's exactly that's what we're always about. that's always them how it is. Them needing it now doesn't equate to. Selling that low, and they get nothing. Yeah, but I mean, two billion is going to give each player a little bit over double what they initially would have gotten, which isn't much. So should be should it be a ten billion dollar thing where actually actually everything will be rectified, which will never happen. It'll never happen. So it's like the collective bargaining agreement. The players will say, "No, I'm not going to play. No, I'm not going to play," until day one where they need a paycheck, and then they'll settle for something less. This CBA for NFL that's is why, awful. That's what why just you have happened. lockouts, though. That's why you have lockouts. That's but, why you have. We've had. That's why the 87 lockout. But NFL, more than any other sport, you need every paycheck because you're only guaranteed so much money. If it was baseball, fine. Whatever. You're going to get so much money to begin with, even if, even if you lose your leg, you're still going to get your $100 million contract. Baseball, basketball, so, hockey. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think hockey had a CBA. Hockey. Uh, they they locked out more than anything. Yeah, but hockey, those guys right there played. And, and we had this conversation uh, maybe a, a week ago. Why was football the most talked about sport and they only played 16 games and pro- probably because they played 16, 20 games that's probably the reason why but football never stops football is all year long but then you got basketball with 82 games uh, baseball 162 not counting it's really 200 something games because you got the preseason the spring training and then you got the postseason that many games so you probably can get congested too tired of it basketball 82 what, what is hockey? hockey same has- what, 82? 80, 82? Yeah. yeah. That is a lot of games to be skating. Yeah. Yeah, even though, that I mean, they play, and we were talking about this last night watching the Kings game. Go, Kev. Uh, watching the Kings game, and the Stars only play about a third of each game. 
you know, the, the front lines, the guys that play the most only play about 22, 23 minutes a game. And you see that they're on the, they're on the, they're on the ice for like a minute and a half at a time. And it's so strenuous to only play that much. And to have to be so tired at the end of games, it's it's more fast. It's like watching soccer in fast forward. Where they go hard. It's like well, they, they go in, yeah. They go hard every time they in because they know I got three minutes and I will be. I can get and a they're rest. beasts. I can go hard for three minutes, maybe four of you sudden change. Yeah, running not on ice. I have more respect for Those after watching these playoffs. Skate better than they walk. That's what they do. They grow up doing. We grew up. We playing football. We grew up playing basketball, baseball, whatever you whatever you grew up doing. It's not anything special. Um, it's not anything special that you're doing as an adult because that's what you know. So now back to what I was saying as far as the the uh, the length of sports and how popular football was. When a certain amount of guys made the game what it is, and you gonna you only you only take a few handful of guys and you promote them and you make football what it is. That's great marketing. I don't have a problem with that. But when you when you can sacrifice and when the accountant can't come downstairs and see who means what to the team and and this guy doesn't get that money, you never know him. But all you're doing is business. You're doing your job. So when we do our job on the football field, then you have some compassion about that. Have some understanding of who's doing what. Um, and then when it's all said and done, don't say, oh, well, he had a choice. Because we all got choices. He had a choice. And you sit down and talk to that person. You sit down and talk to him why he did, why he did what he did. Or did he get his information? If he had the information, yeah. Then you should have. Uh, then you got what you deserve. You signed off on it. Yeah, you, you pretty sign much off. sign your body away when you play football. I mean, and now yeah. you know that. Now in this day and age of Twitter and and everything like that, the social media, you know so much more about everything and all the all the research, you. all the medical research that's been done. That's why nobody wants their kids to play football now. So it's all you're looking at the sixties and seventies. I know Kevin's <laughs> blowing me up here. You're looking at the sixties and seventies where they knew nothing. Everybody, you just said, everybody still has a choice. Everybody has a choice. And maybe they didn't know the ill effects to the fullest of what the pain pills were going to do mm-hmm. and the addiction and everything like they that. Knew, they didn't, but they knew the pain pills was going to affect them somehow. Well, and that's, and that's easy for me to say, obviously, sitting in an air-conditioned studio talking about something that happened 40 years ago. Yeah, let me tell you how much they did care about us. There was teams that wouldn't play on <clears throat> certain fields, and this is while I was in the league. This had nothing about to do with the, the 60s or 70s or the 80s. You go into, when we play Philadelphia, you go into, you go into that stadium, it's cement. And they want us to play on that. Just lay some carpet down on the cement, and you guys will be okay. Okay, I'm never taking a pain pill, but I got to play on here and get concussions on this cement when you could do the same thing probably on grass, but it gives more. It's a lot. Grass is way better than turf. Turf, you get a lot of knees tore up. <clears throat> they didn't say anything about that. They just want to make sure they can play all year long, save money, not having to fix a field throughout the season. So what will make you happy with this settlement? <clears throat> Nothing. 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 It's all said. It's already done. There's, there's nothing the NFL could do that can make me happy. Nothing. Really? There's not. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no went, number. When there, I told there, you the first no time, I was serious. When I when I said nothing the mm-hmm. first time, I was I, it was nothing. So these <laughs> rules that that Roger Goodell is implementing now to Roger try to Goodell works for the works for the. Owner. I understand, but he's but he's the spokesperson for the NFL, and he's trying to make everything safer for everybody. Why is he mocked for that? You believe yet, that too. You believe he's trying to make things safer? He, with all the fines that he levies, and, and I mean, you start with the quarterback. I understand the quarterbacks are the face of the NFL, which isn't necessarily uh, fair. But when he was he, trying to change the game, there was there was fines out. Guys were playing how coaches taught them how to play. You have some big hits. I understand 
not leading with your head. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for the safety of the NFL and the players. I don't care who the players are, who the teams are, who the owners are. I'm all for the safety. That will make me happy. Safety does. But I'm not happy with you just throwing flags and finding a guy who plays the game two years ago and it was great hits and you marketed that on NFL films until two years later, every time he hit somebody, it's a $100,000 fine. You tell me the fairness in that. Well, there isn't, but everything... It, it, it's not a well-oiled machine yet because safety was never an issue in the NFL. They didn't care about anybody. Right. So now you have. Well, so well, what's the but, difference in giving them pain pills? Well, they never cared about anybody. Well, that was that was the old the field? that was the old adage that that you you play, you get on the field, or you get replaced. And this is one of the things you've always said: next man up, regardless of talent or regardless of whatever. If you get hurt, Drew Bledsoe, then you may never play again. So that's something, right. and I understand that. And they're trying to keep that from happening. They're trying to keep everybody safe. In any way they they see fit from their from their ivory towers up top, you know the NFL does a great job of marketing. They do they do a great job of marketing. So if I can market um, sixteen to thirty two guys and keep the NFL afloat on the off season, that's what I'm gonna do because it's business to them. They wanna have they have the number one sport in the United States. They have the number one sports, and you have basketball, baseball. You got hockey. Look look what's going on with hockey now. Tell me that's not exciting right now. If you haven't watched hockey. Tell me that's not exciting what the Kings are doing, uh, what, how the playoffs were. We talked about the NBA playoffs when it first started. That was the most excitement I've seen in the NBA playoffs since the mid-'80s, that, that era, 80s to 90s, 95. That was the most excitement. But the NFL do a great, does a great job of, of, of their marketing. I can market certain superstars, and we don't have to worry about the rest. Yeah, I mean, with, the, with regards to marketing and everything, yes. David Stern did it globally with the NBA. He wanted to go to different countries. He wanted to do different things. He played, you know, the Spanish national team with the Lakers. He, you know, he did all things like that. Roger Goodell is keeping it local until they move a team to London. He's keeping it local 365 days a year. So he's finding his one niche, and he's keeping it there. But all this money, the salary cap is rising slowly but surely. It's going to slowly trickle down to the players at some point with regards to financial gains. It's just going to take a while because the guys up top again have to get their pockets filled first. So he's slowly but surely trying to make the life better for the players, but it's gonna it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen in the next five years. What's overnight to you? Forties from uh, when the football started. You, what's overnight? Well, this is a totally well, when you, different even even when, a totally you start, different generation when you start of things. anything. It, you don't have a. I don't think you have ill intentions. I don't. I don't think your intentions are. We just gonna make our money. I don't think when the football was started, it was like. We're going to make money and we're going to use these guys. I don't think that was ever a conversation until it be start becoming popular more and more. And then we can, hey, let's add a team in this city. Let's add a team in this state. All it is is me living in, you and I living in the same neighborhood. I live around the corner for you. 23rd Street is playing 22nd Street. That's all it is. So let's go play the, this. That's why it's, what is three teams in Dallas, in Texas? Three teams. Houston, Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, the, um, what, that's it? That's those I think so. Okay, I'm thinking basketball then. That's two. Yeah, it's two. I'm thinking basketball. That's why they, I mean you got big. Well, big as Texas is, you could have that many teams. Um, but that, all that is is me going across the street playing your, your 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 buddies, your friends, your best friends. So when football started, I don't think there was no ill intention. Let's say we're gonna use these guys to do that. We're just gonna play football and have some fun. Then it started becoming a business. The marketing part of it right. got in place. Then we quiet over there. I mean, y'all was going at it, honestly. Like, y'all was going back and forth. I was entertained. I was like, wait a minute, where are we going to go so with this? let me ask a question. How do, the, how do the players feel about the new safety rules? Because when they came in, all I heard was bitching and moaning 
uh, you know, we, we, you're taking you're taking us out of our game. You're taking, you know, maybe not the quarterbacks for sure, yeah. but everybody else, the defensive backs. How do they feel? Do they feel that that these are necessary to protect them? I think every player feels like uh, the safety of the game is for everybody. Um, but then you you didn't have a, you didn't have a meeting, Russ. The, the NFL goes around every year. There's a, there's a committee group goes to every team during um, during OTAs and stuff like that, or when training camp starts. And we have these now. We have these life skills situations that they talk to you about certain things, or they bring. Uh, I, I know one of the interesting ones where, you know, they have uh, women with them, and the night before they go out to the clubs. You never know the women was with the NFL, and she'll come the next day, and we'll say, "Oh, I seen her at the club the other night." She'll tell them, um, and I get back to the safety part. She'll say, "I could have gave every one of you guys, uh, well, not every one of you. She could I could have gave about five of you guys AIDS last night." And she said, I'm HIV positive, and this is what it, what it was, and I applaud the NFL with this. She said, this is what you got to watch out for. You go out there and you think it's just life and you're going to have fun. You wake up the next day, you, you HIV positive. Uh, but they brought her along, and you, you, would ne- you, could, you can't look at somebody and say, oh, that person's sick or that person has this or have that. But she was um, – I thought she was a huge part of what the NFL was trying to do, protect guys outside of that. Then they, not then, but they also do the same thing with the, uh, with the decisions that we make um, outside of the NFL. Who attacking us? Lawyers, uh, this investment group, and that. As far as the safety, I think the players uh, are all for the safety part of it. But you can't immediately find me a hundred thousand dollars when I was taught to play this game. My coach tells me to play the game this way. I grew up playing the game this way. Uh, not that I can't be part of change. But now you finding me, but that was not a conversation in all these other meetings. So, I so they they they're a huge component of change, and it belongs as for the safety because it has to protect them also. So you you would be happier with them implementing a rule a year from the its inception, so people can learn about what to do, what not to do. No, I think with, with the new rules, I'm saying so. You got you have a full year. If you have a full calendar year, practice off season during the season, then there's no there are no. Uh, uh, excuses for not knowing the rule. I mean, you should know the rule. The rule comes in before the before the uh, season starts. In practice, you know you should. You you know that you can't do a certain thing that you could do last year. How long does it take for these supremely intellectual individuals to learn a rule? Who are you talking about? The NFL guy? Yeah, it's supremely so hard. Intellectual? It's so hard to <laughs> yeah simulate going full speed, but then you got to pull up. Yeah, that's pretty hard to do when you've been taught. You know, because football. It's a collision sport. It's not even just contact. It's collisions going on. You're going 100 miles per hour. Then you got to pull up and practice on how to, you know, hit a certain player. Like, that, that's very difficult. So I can understand, like, the younger players, you know, really, like, it, they're learning a certain way from high school to college to professional now. Now you got to learn how to, okay, now you got to pull up some. Now you can't hit him in the chest or hit him in the neck. Like, when you've been taught, you know, to wrap up, to, you know, like, you got to make your living. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you but got to think. Now yeah. you got now yeah, you, you got to think about yeah, what exactly. you're doing rather than so, just play. So you rather hurt. the way I play football, I will get hurt pulling off on a guy because I I go full speed and I got to think at the last second to Definitely. not hit this guy. So would you rather go back to the old rules and screw your quality of life after? Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep you out of wheelchairs at the age of forty-seven. Are you asking right. me that? Question? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm asking because like, I don't like the rules and how when they were put in. Or you asking me this question because. I actually do care about the safety of this, everybody, but you cannot tell me there are guys who play football that's watching those films mm-hmm. that these guys are getting fined. I'm a, I'm coming. I got fined seventy five hundred dollars 
for hitting a guy, and he ducked his head. Mm-hmm. So obviously it was head head to head contact. He ducked his head. This same guy worked out with all summer. I just happened to be on another team. Worked out with him all summer. There was no ill intentions on that. I was playing football how I played football. I had it already zeroed in his chest. I was coming from the safety spot. Zero on his chest. He sees me at the last second, ducks his head. He got a concussion. He out for two weeks. Now, if he wasn't out for two weeks, then I probably wouldn't have got fined. So how do you police safety on the field if it's not for fining and flags? You police the safety by what? Uh, in the classroom? Like, so, ha- it has to start there. But, but there's got to be some sort of ramifications to teach people that, that you can't do about, this anymore. What about, what about you make the players a part of the process? You sit down and that would, say... That would be great. I know it won't happen, but, but if you make the players part of the... The one way you get a full negotiated settlement is to make everybody a part of the process. So you go in and yeah, say, we got to protect you. What's going to work for you? What's going to work? Because really, that could care less. Uh, they just got mothers who are never going to let their kids play football anymore, and that's why they're doing it. And now they cater towards mothers. NFL right. caters towards mothers right. because they want to let the footballs, the mothers and their sons. And we, I think we talked about this. I know I have on many occasions. Mothers and their sons, it's going to always be all right. They're going to rub you on the back. It's going to be all right. When, you, when you're so comfortable as a, as a young kid and you've been babied your entire life, most of your life, you're going to do what your mother said. You're not going to play football even though you wanted to, but your mother will be able to convince you that. So now the NFL caters towards women, have these NFL wives, uh, not wives, but women one-on-one seminars, situations. Seminars. Seminars. Women. Just yeah. so they can prove to their – I was a part of one this year, probably four months ago, to say – and I told them, I said, football is a dangerous sport. You better find another sport for you. I said, but I'm here to tell you the safety of football. And that's the question I think you asked, Alex. You can do all this stuff, but bring them in a the classroom. That's just don't find them immediately. You can tell, you can ask the guys. It's what you do with your own kids. Now, you can't do this, you can't do that. Do you understand this? Do you, okay, we understand this. All right. Because it's new to them. They get in trouble. It happens. I say, okay, well, you told me you understand it. I'm going to explain it to you one more time. Here's your warning. That was your warning. I'm going to explain it to you one more time. Now, do you understand this? Now, t- act, say it back to me and tell me what it meant to you. So when you can do that and you get in trouble again, whatever the fine is, they deserve it. See, I like that. I like whatever that. So, the so there is it is. So you have, you have a, a tally of all the players in the NFL. You, you, you make a mistake once with a new rule, you get, you get a warning. As long as we both understand the What do you think? I mean, because that's, that's a great idea. When you hire a lawyer, it's best to hire a lawyer who has an English major because you can find a word or two in your contract and you can be, that contract's Nolan Uh Donald Sterling. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the second, and then the second uh, infraction, you get, you get to double the fine. There has to be some sort of thing for the NFL where they benefit. So instead of a $10,000 fine for a late hit or something like that, then you get a warning and then it's $20,000 the second time. There's got to be a benefit for the NFL. It's not for the players. That way you can swing it they to make a, they the NFL a, still make money. Yeah, they have a draft every year for a reason. They draft a guy every year. I can draft, I can draft a defensive back this year. Next year I might draft another one. They have a draft every year. And if they could care less, it's a farm system. College is the farm system of it. It's a farm system. And then we can't, not going to even get into paying these guys in college. But when they come here, they generally make millions of dollars. They can make, they can make up to millions of dollars. No, the NFL is a farm is a farm system organization where I can go get this guy, that guy, that guy. If you don't want to play, we know we're going to have you for about six good years, six great years, possibly six great years. I can, and in those six years, two years of those six years, I got to start getting somebody to replace you. That's oh. the NFL. Yeah, no, it is. 
So, NFL so cares, NFL cares nothing about the guys on the field. So then, if you're trying to make a name for yourself as a second or third year player, you're going to hit as hard as you can oh, you on the run, defensive end. Well, you're going to run down on special teams and make the make the team. Well, because I just I always when I think of special teams in the last ten years, I think of Kasim Osgood with the with the Chargers. He was on one of the most talented NFL teams of all time. When they went fourteen and two, LT, Philip Rivers, Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates in his prime, Marty Schottenheimer. I don't want to talk about Marty with you because no. I know no, we, no, no, we're he's, not going to do it. Kasim Osgood was a different breed, and he, well, and he made a name for himself, and he made a mistake and going to Jacksonville trying to be a receiver, but he made a name for himself. He was a uh, perennial Pro Bowler. I think he was looking for a different challenge because it, when we was I, I played with him in San Diego, and. He probably was the fastest guy on the team. This guy runs down on kickoffs and the first guy to the uh, to the ball carrier. He made the Pro Bowl as a special team guy. He came in his trade, his craft is of being a receiver, but who we had as receivers, then he took advantage of. Let me run down here and make every play on special team. I applaud those guys. His, his starters can't play on special teams. Some special team players are not starters. Kasim wanted to challenge himself, go somewhere where. There might have been a chance to play receiver and still do some things on special teams that he does so great. But he probably got paid as a special team guy and had a chance, the opportunity to play receiver. So him going to Jacksonville, I, I, I fringed that also. But it might have been a challenge to him as why he went there. Yeah. Yeah, because that guy's a he's a, he's a monster. But that you know, he wasn't a guy that, <clears throat> that ran all the way down there uh, on kickoff and then just got concussion after concussion. I've seen some guys run on kickoff and every <laughs> and every and every yeah. week they get a concussion. And how do you play every week with a concussion? I'd have found out that I had a concussion until I did my line of duty, and which was crazy. How did I not know I didn't have concussions? I've never missed a game. All right, well, here's what we're gonna do. Sound like he just wanted so, to save his career. Oh, the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wait. not really like save his career as in like not being in the NFL anymore, but as in you know, I can do better than just running down the field yeah. in Jacksonville than what I'm doing here in San so Diego. So, w- would you have rather, would you have rather been told you had a concussion, made to sit one game, and had somebody take your spot, or would you rather give up your potential, you know, memory or, or whatever concussions cause uh, for long term effects? Would you rather give that up later on to Absolutely. be on the field every week? And that's the. Well, are you talking to that's me? What, are you asking me that? Yes, because. I could care less if I played football. That was a dream. That wasn't my goal. Football was a dream. There's a difference between dreams and goals. Yeah. So I could care less. And you talking so maybe you asked uh, Demery that because we want to have. I don't know what his ambition was to, towards the NFL. The NFL was a dream. Me and so my you just brother, fell into football. No, like you I, fell I, I, into playing I, I, in college, I, I, and you. I mean, it had to have become real at some point. It became real when somebody told me I couldn't do it. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We got Mark McMillan in the hole. Finally, <laughs> Mark. <clears throat> Mark. Yes. Was it um? We we talking about uh, Alice had just mentioned was uh? What did you say? Because I had concussions. I can't remember. Yeah, that. I know that was yeah. perfect. Good timing. Good timing. No, let me ask. Let me ask you, Mark. Would you have if if say you had a concussion in week three and in week four somebody nobody told you so you you played with a concussion or. Would you rather somebody told you and make you sit out a week if you didn't pass a concussion test? I mean, I feel like in, in this day and age, with when you guys played, it was next man up or I'm, I'm staying on the field. If I have a broken leg and I can run, I'm staying on the field. Yeah, uh, it's, a different, it's a different era, different tax bracket now. You know, back then, you know, guys wasn't getting, you know, seven, eight million dollar signing bonus. You were getting, you know, a couple thousand. Like you said, if you, if you didn't get it done... Um, the next guy is going to take your place. Me and Kwame are a perfect example of that. 
not getting drafted, not highly recruited and all that stuff, and then guys couldn't get it done, and we end up taking those guys' positions. Yeah, and that's and that's what I asked Kwame that because it seems like, and I'm not speaking for everybody in the NFL because I'm not in the NFL, that most people will play through injury to stay on the field and not worry about quality of life after. And I think that that's where the, that's where the bashing is with Roger Goodell because he's trying to help people later on when it's not his choice to make. So you know, like it, said, it's, a, it's a barbaric sport, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, you, that, that's your job. You want to continue. That's like, if you get, uh, if you tweak your ankle or something at your, at your nine to five job, you're not going to, you're not going to not show up. You're going to go out there and, and cut it out. So uh, I understand what uh, Roger Goodell is trying to do. You know, right now he's trying to save his face and trying to save himself a lot of money. But, you know, there's guys, uh, that laid down the foundation way before we played that uh, that are hurt that should be compensated. And, and that's what I uh, <clears throat> and that's one of the reasons why I play how I play because th- I didn't just wake up or I just didn't pop up in the NFL and I was good. There were some guys that played before me that was that if they didn't do what they did, I couldn't have done what I did or was trying to do or wanted to do. So it, those guys and I talk to a lot of those guys because I go to a lot of events where the, I'm talking to. Hall of Fame guys played in the 60s and the 70s, and they say if they were playing now, they would have probably played. They would have took their five years and took all that money and, and got out the game mm-hmm. knowing what it is. Interesting. Um, but they laid down the foundation, as, as Mac mentioned. Uh, let, me, let me lighten it up a little bit, uh, Mark. Hard-hitting, yeah, radio, right. hard-hitting radio coming back on the scene. We got a meeting today, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think. Get it going, man. I think uh, I'm a school in Queen. I need that address though. I'm a school. They, uh, Jay and other female, they don't know where it's at. I'm a school in Queen Creek, or I can call you as soon as I'm off the show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's at one thirty, correct? Yeah, we probably can go early. I think. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna check as soon as I get I off. I told him one thirty. Okay, that's cool. One thirty is fine. All right. All right. Uh, he's coming from the north, right? Yeah, they're both coming from Scottsdale. Oh, so we talking like we could be talking about this on the phone. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, that's cool. Um, you know, we'll talk about that later. We, I'll call you as soon as the yeah. show's over. <laughs> no, that's Mark McMillan, man. That, you know, a guy who you guys know Lil Mac. I call him Lil Mac. I call him, I call him a lot of things, but the guy's 5'8", I want to say. Um, but you're not going to find anybody, and you maybe, they got more dog in him and cover receivers 6'4", 6'3". I'm talking about covering these guys. Like, he's 5'8", covering these guys. And I don't make excuse for any player. I won't, like, if you run a 4'5", or 4'6", or if you can cover, you can cover. So I don't make excuse for anybody. But when you talk about a guy um, and when he came to the league and how you come into the league, um, that's an example of what, how you, why you play and how you play the way you do because at that time, the, the money was different. Um, who they protecting a, a difference. We only had a handful of superstars then, but you market those guys because you kept marketing the NFL. How does Lau Alzado die from uh, steroids and never got tested positive? You don't. You don't. You can't talk to me and have a violent argument, or you can try to, about how much they care for the players. Lau Alzado died from steroids. He never tested positive for steroids. That, that's in, that's incredible to me. That's what that's what you, everybody seems to be saying. Roger Goodell cares about the players. I don't. I don't think he cares about the players at all. He How cares about it? his league. If you was paying me, Francis, I w- I would listen to you first. He yeah. listened to the owners first. Right. The players are secondary, and then he probably have some some uh, 
moment of clarity and say, well, guys, look at it this way. They say, yeah, we've seen it that way. We're paying you this salary and this bonus of $23 million for two weeks why, of lockout well, service. Why are they even caring about player safety then? Exactly. Why do they even care? Well, well, they, they put a lot into because trying the media, to change the rules. The media will kill them. Nobody will watch football. People will eventually, people will eventually not watch. People football. will always watch football. Not, not if you just if you if you could come out blatantly and say because to answer your question, why do they care about the players? If you come out blatantly and say we don't care about these players, we don't care about these. We had a guy, uh, Gene Upshaw, told he told us in our face. My response is to for the current players. So as soon as I'm not a current player, he has no responsibility to me. How is that possible when you play a certain amount of years in the league? How is that even possible? No, they're worried about their – he's worried about his league. His league, just what we talk about the mothers, just what we talk about the mothers. That there's, uh, he's looking 20 – you know, you're talking about going global. He's talking about, well, I have a league in the United States of America in 20 years if, if people keep getting laid out like this. That, I, I mean, if, if it was the old days with Golik and all of those guys, they didn't care. They, yeah, they, you they, look it, the bench of every. Football. You love football, Alex. You would ben- watch football. You would watch football too. No, I don't. I don't the, even watch football. I watch certain games. The bench of any given team right now is full of potential superstars that will never get the chance to play. So there's never going to be a shortage of superstars in the NFL. So if one gets hurt, next one up. Why would he try to do anything to help player safety? If that's always the case, there's so many talented people on the play. If you know Roger Goodell, Alex Clancy's Roger Goodell. Why would he help? He has to be seen helping. You think you can walk these streets and people know you don't care about the players? You cannot do that. There's no way in the world you can walk around this country and you blatantly say, I don't care anything about these players. I, I got a draft next year. I'm going to get some more players. You think you can do that? No, that's not. He would never say it out loud, but he's not going to put his. That's he's he's not going to say it. I, I'm agreeing with you. It, but he's not, he's not stepping out and saying, how could he say it out loud when the owners are paying him? He can't say it out loud. He, he might have been a good guy before he took this job. So it's his fault. It's none of the owner's fault. No, none, of the, none of the owners are getting, are getting thrown, thrown in, uh, under the bus or anything with regards to safety. That's it's exactly just who, him. That's exactly who we So they're about. paying him $20 million to take all the brunt of everything. First of all, that's the bonus. He gets more 40 than that. Minute, 40, 40 million total, he, I think. Yeah. No. That's the owners are exactly who we're talking about because that's who pays him and that's how he makes his decision. Why has Jimmy Israel never been hasn't been suspended yet? Why hasn't that come up? Player does it. It's immediately you gonna yeah. find twenty you gonna find twenty thousand dollars in my pocket and in my driver's in my passenger seat. You find all kinds of pills. What, the not beautiful the beautiful not word to me. The, the Let that word, be me. I'm in jail. The beautiful word in the NFL is rehab. You go to rehab, you don't, you, don't, you don't get suspended. Ray Rice went to his wellness clinic or whatever the hell he went to. He's playing next year. Have you heard, if, of, if have you you heard do, about Ray uh, Rice before that? What? I don't think. Have you heard about Ray Rice before that? Before I, yeah, that I incident? knew who he was. No. Have he had an incident before that? No, not that, not that people know. I'm of. a huge favorite, uh, fan of A Second Chance. I'm a huge fan of it. But I don't, I, don't, I don't look at you and then look at Denbury and say, oh, no, they're going to get different punishments. I don't do that. It's going to be fair punishment across the board. But that's not the Alden, world we live in. I've been trying to tell you that for years. I understand. <laughs> Alden Smith, Alden Smith, to Alden Smith took, took six weeks, went to alcohol rehab on his own. He chose to do it. He played the rest of the season. Jim Irsay will probably say, I'll go to rehab for a certain amount of time, and then all will be expunged. Isn't that what we're saying? Isn't that isn't this what we're saying? It's a cop-out. How, how does Alden Smith still play on the field? How does Pac-Man Jones still play in the National Football well, League? And we talked about this. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones was 
was a was a project for Roger Goodell. He wanted to get him back to prominence. Well, you let everybody instead know, of shooting this up is my strip project, clubs. I'm gonna show y'all I can fix guys in the league. You let me know that, and I say, okay, he's trying to help somebody, but don't say I'm gonna help this guy and this guy and you, Alex. Can you can't? I don't do think that. the Ursa thing's over. Huh? I don't think the Ursa thing is over. Personally, he went to rehab. It's over. He's out of rehab. <laughs> it's over. But this will be if 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 he gets popped with anything else. Like if if, if if like if any little thing happens with him, there's going to be a big big ramification for it. Roger Goodell is not going to do anything to Jim Mercer. I mean, he like you said, like even you said, Alex, he he didn't cleared it up with the whole rehab, the NFLs, which I don't think is fair. Go to what the him going to rehab? Or? No, I'm saying anybody oh. going to rehab is like you know what I'm going to take this upon myself to no, get better, not. so you guys don't have to govern me. Well, that's, that's what some, not that's fair. What, that, that's not fair, but that's what some people do. They's like before you can punish me, like. Some colleges, before the NCAA punish them, they punish their players first or their team first, and that way you don't get the death penalty or lose so many scholarships. I right. might lose two scholarships, but I'm not going to lose five of them. Yeah, well, look at Des Bryant. I mean, they suspended him for the rest of the year in college, and then he had his team of advisors and, and bodyguards and everything, and now nobody's talking about Des Bryant as a bad guy anymore. Look but, at but what you've got to understand is this isn't football. This is America. You've got, you got money. You've got millions. There's a whole different justice system for you Absolutely. than there yeah. is for Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not football. This, unfortunately, the way it is in America. You they, get off. they laugh at Pac jo- Pac-Man's money. Adam Jones, they laugh at his money. Yeah, that's the, they, they don't wake up to They wake up to more than when he gets a, a year. Yeah. They wake up to that a day. And I just want to throw in one thing. So when Pete Rozelle... He's going to school me. No, when, no, no. When Pete <laughs> Rozelle was the commissioner and he's the one that really made it go, he was a marketing guy. You know what Roger Goodell's job in the NFL was before he got this one? He was their lawyer. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was their legal counsel. Oh, wow. And, that's, yeah. yep. and, and he's coming in not from... Yeah, he does marketing, but he's coming in, like you say, those 30 or 32 owners, those are billionaires who want to make more, and that's his job, and to heck with everybody else yeah. except them. We paying you. You going at the end of the day do what we say. Now, Pete Rosell said one day, I want to put the draft on TV, and there the rest is history. Yep. I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the draft. Has nothing to do with me personally at all. But you can wake up in the next day, and now in this day and time, it's a it's social media. It's the internet. But you used to read the paper and found out everything. You used to. So don't give me this. Sh- crap about what Roger Goodell is doing for the NFL until you know for a fact or go talk to him or, or get the papers that I get across my desk and my fake and, and my and my uh, computers and then we'll talk. And it looks good from the outside. It looks good that he wants to do the most for the NFL uh, because at the end of the day he has to do the most for the owners. And I don't think all owners are the same as far as this is just our business. This is, we got to make more money. As you mentioned, he was a lawyer for these guys when Pete Rosell was in. But we need a guy we can control. Same thing with the Donald Sterling situation. These guys, you're not going to mess up our brain and mess up our money. We get paid, but we've got an idiot in there. we got to get rid of you. we got an idiot in the group. we got to get rid of you. you got $2 billion to leave for being who you are, and don't blame it on Alzheimer's or what you just remembered or you forgot what you was. No, you just don't. You're not gonna mess up our brain. You're gonna not mess up our group when you got a certain amount of billionaires in one place. Well, we got a certain different laws for ourselves. This has been going on for a long time with the owners, though. Not yeah. just it's just being discovered nowadays. Uh, 
because of the social media, the social uh, technology, the way things are nowadays. And because I've even heard stories back, um, Bill Russell, and he was talking about his owners. Like, stuff like this has been happening, um, I guess, for, you know, for so long. And it's just now getting out and getting realized. And uh, it's all coming out because of social media, social networking, and the technology way it is now. So that brings to me my question I want to ask to all of you. You think there should be some type of um, legislation or some type of organization on top of the owners of all sports, or who's going to pay them? Because wherever you follow the money, yeah, who who's going to pay them? And then there's going to be a legislation over them, then over them. It's uh, it's kind of like um, the president of the United States. If you want to make a law, you don't really have to go to Congress. It's, it's called a uh, congressional intimate. Uh, Congressional or something like that. Executive he, order. He Executive can, order from he, the president. You, yeah, he don't have to go to Congress to make these laws, and and you would think what the American people, the public people, think that it has to go through these uh, three judicial systems, these the Congress. It doesn't. If he want to make the law, so to answer your question, who's going to police them? Somebody going to always have to be police because somebody always going to have to have some type of power. Yeah, I mean, but the NFL, when it comes down to it, and you're not going to. The NFL, when it comes down to it, is a business, correct? So you have people that run the business, you have somebody that oversees the business, and you have employees. The players are employees. They get paid fairly handsomely depending on— You don't know that. You don't know that. So they don't get paid fairly handsomely. I can look online and find the salary of anybody in the NFL right now. And you call that fairly handsome. It's the business of— your tool that you're using is your body. Okay. Okay? So they get paid. So your body— Every guy in the NFL is getting paid fairly handsome. Is it, maybe I didn't I said, hear you right. I said fairly handsomely, depending on who you're talking to. Okay, but it, you're not getting paid thirteen dollars an hour. Okay, you're making at least yeah. You're, and making, you're not doing a thirteen dollars an hour job. I understand, either. but when it comes down to it, you're employees. Okay, you're, nobody's going to like everybody that they work for. That's not how it's going to work. Give me some of that marketing money. Give me some of that uh, merchandise money. So Give that's what it comes down to. No, it's coming it comes down, down to it's not coming down paid to your enough. comment you made. It's coming down to everybody's in the NFL getting paid fairly handsome. If they didn't have that money, you couldn't give a baseball guy three hundred million dollars if you didn't have. If you wasn't making that money, right? You couldn't give it to them. This is the business. I wonder today how they can give somebody sixty million dollars to play a sport that this guy was playing for free when he was a kid. Because they can make that money. They make this money. They got sponsors. All these, look at all the sponsors that went away when the Clippers was doing that nonsense. All the sponsors went away. They don't just say, I'm a billionaire. I'm paying you for my money. I'm never going to use my money to pay you. I'm going to get sponsors and all these other things. That, and that's why they're billionaires. Because they took some money of theirs and they made it grow. And right. they made money and they connected themselves with other billionaires, uh, other entities that has money like a Sony or or whatever this company, company A, company B, and they say, well, we'll market what you're doing on our building, in our building. We'll sell what you're doing in our building, but here's what we want out of that. So we can take that money and we can pay our players yeah, with TV money. Marketing is one thing, but the TV revenue, the revenue TV is $400 billion. The Jacksonville Jaguars get paid for right. TV revenue. They never own TV. They're, they're never got, they, <laughs> they, they get their TV money. That covers all their expenses for the year. Right, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the players aren't getting paid handsomely. Because I think you said that. Yeah, I did. Ridiculous number. You, you, um, that, that I don't. I said okay, fairly. I don't agree with you. I said I said fairly. No, because there's some guys that've been in the league for like six years, running down on kickoff and mean more to that team than that quarterback. 
right now today. There's a guy on Cleveland Browns, been on that team for six years, means more to that team than Johnny Manziel. Uh, I, w- I think the season ticket holders would, would say otherwise. Yeah, they would because they don't know. They, they gentlemen there. They got in the bandwagon. It's, it's excitement. We want some excitement to my team. Where has my team been? Where has the Cleveland Browns been? So, yeah, just because I buy a ticket and I don't know that special teams guy, I bet in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, they know who the special team guys are on that team, the hardworking teams in, in cities. They know who they are. Johnny Manziel, just, he, he's excitement. And I agree. I would buy a ticket to watch Johnny Manziel play. He's excitement. So I will not bet with you that the uh, people who buy the season tickets are fans are they know that he means more to them than a six six year guy who's running on kickoffs who makes a difference to a Kasim Osgood who makes plays and wins ball games for your special team. Special teams wins ball games. That's the second or the third phase of your football offense, defense, special teams. Special teams not always last because you have no offense and you can create that on special teams. Unfortunately. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, tell, ten, uh, tell Trent Dilfer that when they won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he thinks he's a superstar. <laughs> um, we'll come back tomorrow and we'll get into it. We'll talk about some basketball tomorrow. We, we, Daryl Washington got, took us all the way into football. And, <laughs> it only took, it only took an hour. Sorry, Alex Clancy, Jim Rochelle, we got Francis in. Uh, I call him Francis, but appreciate you coming on anytime, Thank buddy. You. Thank you. All right, we out of here. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.